0: Gumbawale, for the win!
1: Good! Hello and welcome to Lockdown Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Magdal, reminding you, you can follow us on Twitter at LockdownWBB. You can listen to my colleagues like the great Erica Ayala, Krina Mustafa, you name it. We've got women's basketball covered for you all the time, at Locked on Twitter, and find out all the conversations that we're having. On Women's Basketball is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar, after all, I love Thanksgiving, all the good food and treats and plenty of them. But maybe you want a dessert, a dessert that's not going to lead to having to take all of December to work it back off in the gym. That's the perfect time for built Bars. It's a holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie, more than 300 calories. And that's if you're lucky. Most built Bars, 130 calories, four grams net carbs, plenty of protein. Covered in 100% real chocolate, built Bar is a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, celebrate Thanksgiving early. There will be some new surprise flavors coming this month. Limited time over at Built.com. I know someone is going to be very excited about that. Those of you listening do too. So go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, all caps, and you'll get 15% off your order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off. Tell them Grandma Myrna sent you. All right, I've got a fantastic conversation I just completed with Caitlin Clark, guard extraordinaire of the Iowa Hawkeyes. I am, and you heard it in my voice last week, I was very excited last week about college basketball. I am even more excited that it is here. It is coming next week. Next Tuesday, it's almost here. By next Friday, there will have been live games played, not just exhibition games, but live games. People are excited about Caitlin Clark. People should be excited (laughs) about Caitlin Clark. I don't think there's a popular understanding of how great she was. And so we're going to get into it. She was nice enough to get, you know, good nerdy with me. It's greatly appreciated. But Caitlin Clark last year, as a freshman, 26.6 points per game. All right, that's a lot, right? Well, you know, maybe that's just volume, right? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. 54% from two. 40.6% from three on nine and a half attempts from three. 85.8% from the free throw line. Thank you, her hoop stats, as always. A wonderful refuge. But her assist percentage was north of 40 as well. North of 40. That was not a number that Sabrina Ionescu touched in four years. North of 40. Almost six rebounds per game. She did everything you could ask for on the offensive end. Now, she needs to get better defensively. She knows it. She's talked about it. Her coach has talked about it. But again, her level of offensive play as a freshman, I I don't think I've seen it since I saw Kelsey uh, Kelsey Plum as a senior. That's what we're talking about in terms of recent comps. So she's been working hard all offseason to get better. She does not shy away from finding the way she needs to. But Caitlin Clark already, already would be a force if there were one and dimes in the WNBA. That's just a fact. This Iowa team, I mean, if you don't enjoy the way they play, I don't know, do you love basketball? Are you even alive? These are questions you should ask yourself if you don't enjoy watching Iowa play. So I'm just going to get into it. This is your conversation with Caitlin Clark. Really enjoyed it. It's Friday afternoon. By Tuesday, by Tuesday, five days away, four if you live in Great Britain, where it's already Saturday. We get in South Carolina versus NC State. We'll have a lot to talk about next week and in the weeks to come. And a big part of what we'll be talking about, Caitlin Clark. So let's hear from her. This is Howard McDowell, and you are listening to Locked on Women's Basketball. Yep. Wonderful. Okay, place I want to begin is you're coming off a season where you shot you know, it's essentially 50-40-85, you know, 47% from the field. Um, But, you know, you you also put up an assist percentage north of 40, uh, which was among the tops of anyone in the country. So, you know, if you think of those as your primary jobs, I'm wondering, in those two areas, do you see another level to reach? And if so, what does that level look like?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think there's always room for improvement, I think. Um, essentially I can definitely really increase my percentages. Um, even from the three-point line, I can, I can even shoot it better, and I think that just kind of goes back to, to shot selection, um, mm-hmm. kind of weeding out a few shots that I didn't need to take or were too soon and I could have substituted with an easier look or something like that. Um, but at the same time, you know, I'm going to have to take some tough ones here and there just at the end of the cellarclops or, or sort of things like that. So I think definitely percentage-wise I can I can – improve that in, in some areas. I think my free throw percentage is pretty good, but I don't think there's any reason I couldn't be in the 90s. Um, so just kind of refining those. Um, and then I think looking at my assist numbers, they were off the charts, but at the same time, my turnovers were not very good. So that's definitely something I can work on to
1: improve that assist-to-turnover ratio. And, and so let's get to that in a minute, but I want to drill down yeah. into the three-point shot because, yep. you know, having a um, a line extend further back that doesn't really change the way in which you look for them. Now, you took nine and a half per game. So when you're talking about looking for those shots, I I mean, your range allows you to do it from wherever, whenever. Are you looking at taking fewer? Are you looking at where you're taking them on the court? What does that mean to you?
0: Yeah, no, I wouldn't say I'm looking at take fewer. I think I can definitely work to get easier ones, whether that's the second time I touch it in a possession rather than just coming down and shooting it right away, just to have my feet set more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there was a statistic that Coach Bluter told me within our offense when I had my feet set, I was 100% from the field. So um, that was pretty incredible. Obviously, I don't get too many clean looks where I'm I'm left alone and have my feet set and I'm ready. So it's a lot of off the dribble, a lot of moving off the screens. But um, at the same time, I think I'm a super good shooter off the dribble, almost sometimes better when my feet are set. So, Um, That's something I'm super comfortable doing, and obviously I do take a few steps back from the three-point line. I'm I'm just as comfortable there as I am to up to the line. So um, I don't really see a big difference of of where I'm taking the Mm shots, just kind of finding a little more consistency and taking the right ones a little more.
1: There's two parts to that which I think are really interesting. One is if you go per synergy, your spot-up numbers, your points per possession – 1.421. 1.421. You were tops in the country in spot-up shooting uh, efficiency last year. Now, like you said, you, you normally have a couple of defenders hanging off of you at every time. Yeah. So there's two parts to that. One is that, you know, I was talking to Monica earlier today. Are there opportunities for when Monica gets the ball in the post – to be now essentially inside out in it and finding you in a spot-up si- situation when she draws a double. Is that something that you guys are looking to do more this year? Absolutely.
0: I mean, I think Monica's pretty unstoppable, one thing one. Uh, obviously, I think when a trap comes or something like that, she's completely improved on her passing. I think that's another thing that you will see this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, when are set, obviously, I'm not sure the double's really going to come to the person that's going to be, but right. uh, that is something for sure. Because we're going to have to do something figure out another way to stop Monica. So, we're um, just something we emphasize in practice a lot, Or even off an off, offensive rebound. Mm-hmm. And I push Bluto loves to get back threes when our goals are going to start getting back to play defense. But we get an offensive rebound. We'll come back in and have our feet set and ready to knock down that three. Um, I think that's another great look as long as with the in-and-out pass for Monica. Because she is going to get that attention to see a they
1: and and to that end, again, it comes down to that, you know, they can't double everyone, right? And so right. with Gabby and McKenna, you got a couple of teammates who were north of 45% from three last year. Now, a thing coach said that I thought was really interesting, she talked about wanting you to, you know, that, that you find, um, you, you know, Monica on a regular basis, but this is a way uh, to expand how often you're finding other teammates. You know, I, I mean, yeah, I, I see that, but also, like you said, you know, Monica was tops in the nation in field goal percentage the last yeah. couple of years. So how do you just, how, how are you looking at that when you come down the court, and how do you kind of alter that view?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think for sure, we're kind of just hunting for other people's shots, um, because I do attract so much attention, especially when I'm driving yeah. and kicking, but a lot of the times that's when they're going to get those shots when their feet are set in the corner or the wing or wherever I'm driving at. Uh, so, I think if I just hunt like I up for Monica shots, um, that'll get their shot numbers up and whatnot. And I think, especially at the beginning of games, it's kind of something Coach Blitter's going to emphasize off for other shots because that's only going to make it easier on myself because teams are going to have to realize they have to guard every single person on our team. Mm-hmm. Um, once uh, Kate's knocking down a shot, McKenna's knocking down a shot, Gabby hits one, that's just going to make it easier for Monica and myself because they're not going to be able to double off people. And it's going to open up driving lanes and just make it a lot e- easier. So I think for sure that's definitely going to be a goal this year. Just to hunt for them, make it easier. I think especially with the kennel. Mm-hmm. Because she is such a great shooter, but at the same time, she can also drive. And she's one of those people that isn't always getting the respect she deserves, I don't think. Because she's a tremendous player, but she just does so much dirty work that it sometimes goes
1: unnoticed. To that end, also, you're talking about the three point line being further back you know, between your ability to stretch the floor, your teammates' ability to stretch the floor, and being able you know, have Monica finish around the rim, you were deadly in the mid-range last year. Do you yeah. expect to have more of those opportunities? And then how do you kind of think of those opportunities, they're, you know, relatively speaking, if you go by analytics, they're a trade-off compared to around the rim and beyond the three. I'm just wondering, Absolutely. you know, how that, how you plan to incorporate that into your game and if you expect more of those looks because yeah. of the line.
0: Yeah, I mean, I totally think the mid-range is part of my game. I think that's something kind of I've really worked on, especially with my step back inside of the arc, I think. Just that change of direction can really keep defenders off balance. Whether I'm doing a move and then passing it into Monaco, which a lot of times we still get when I'm driving, But, I mean, as you said, I was super efficient on my mid-range game, so I don't see that disappearing for myself this year. I think, as you said, like, we'll only be spaced out more, so that should give me more room. To operate in the in the paint or inside the three point um, line, but yeah, I mean, I totally think that'll be something. And as you said, it is a trade off. But for me, I don't really view it like that. I mm-hmm. just think it's another thing that's a part of my game that I can do. I can do it from the three point line, and I can drive to the basket. But I can also um, be pretty consistent with my mid range jump
1: shot. And then the turnover aspect. How do you work on that? What are what are ways to improve? Uh, you know, <laughs> in that way, and what you know, what have you done? In the gym, in order to to improve on that. Yeah, I
0: mean, turnovers is not like a skill thing that you can really change. Um, I think, really for me, I'm the type of player that is very risky. So those some those some of those turnovers are going to happen. That's like limiting when to have those turnovers. Nice. And I think just knowing who you're passing to is another thing, and the time and situation of the game. I think that's going to be a huge thing for us. And I did get a little better at the end of the year, but I think there's been some really good improvement in practice and. You know, I'm mean, gonna have a turnover here and there. We know that, but it's it's knowing when to take take those risks and know who I'm passing to, and am I really putting them in a position to score, or am, am I just chucking at chucking it at them, chucking at them? So, I think just kind of assessing all those things. And you know, we're a team that plays fast, so mistakes and turnovers are gonna happen, but. We need to do the best we can to win the
1: Dallas, for sure. I'm just saying, Courtney VanderSloot is among the league leaders in turnovers every year, and it didn't stop the sky this year. <laughs> yeah. So, so the other part of this is just on the defensive side of the ball, and I, I just I want to frame it in a way I did with Coach and with Monica as well, which is to say, a couple years ago when I'm covering the Mystics, Mike Tebow flat out said, "You so said we're not going to be the best defensive team in the league. We don't need to be." We're going to be the best offensive team in the league. We need to finish top half of the league defensively, and that's exactly what it was. They finished 6th out of 12th in defensive efficiency, and I watched the confetti come down in D.C. at the end of the year. So for you guys, what does defense need to be, and how are you going to measure what that defense needs to be in order to be the ones uh, standing when the confetti comes down?
0: agree with that, and I think Coach Buter would tell you the same thing, maybe she did. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we don't expect us to be the absolute best defensive team in the nation, but we certainly cannot be what we were last year because that's not going to get much, us much further than what we were, so um, definitely a lot of different areas that need to be improved, and that was some just some schemes and things like that that we changed, some techniques and just certain fundamentals, but I think overall just our intensity and like wanting to play defense, and I think we've really bought into that. Um, that we know if we want to get to where we want to be, if we want to achieve our goals, uh, we really got to buy in on the defensive end. And I think we've really seen that throughout the summer and that obviously moving into the serve up season. Um, we really just bought into that and there's kind of this tenacity and intensity on defense. And, you know, teams are going to have good nights for us, but it's can we weather that and have enough good possessions in a row to, to hold them down? And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, We'll have a lot of different defenses we use. But as you said, we, we're, not saying, we're not saying we're going to be the best defensive team, but we've got to be a whole lot
1: better than what we were. And then the last thing I had was that you guys were elite in transition last year. You you were, it was interesting to me, and I, I did not expect this, you were 61st in the country in percentage of transition opportunities, which is to say that you were as good as they came in transition, but it seems like there's a potential to even run a little more. I'm wondering if that's something you guys are looking to do and, and if you think yeah. that is a possibility.
0: Yeah, and honestly, I think that starts with defense. Um, hmm. When you get a stop on defense, that leads right into a transition offense. That, that's something we preach. When we get a stop on defense, our offense is pretty unstoppable. Um, when we get the rebound and we push, it, it's hard to stop us in transition with Monaco and the paint and the with our shooters, that we just spread the floor out so well and we attack. So, I mean, transition is definitely our best offense. Everybody on our team would tell you that, that we're better in transition than mm-hmm. we are in the half court. But, you know, that starts on defense. So it's pretty impressive for how bad of a defensive team we were that we were still at that rate in transition. Because a lot of the time, that we were probably having to take the ball out on top of that. So um, that, that's pretty impressive. But, you know, we want to transition as fast as we can every single time. And that's something Coach Bluter preaches is, we don't want the ball to the floor. We push it. Um, and we know our strengths, and that's one of them. So uh, we definitely want to do that more if we can,
1: for sure. And then the last thing, just as far as Monica's numbers go, it, you know, she was the very top in terms of points per possession last year, and it was virtually identical to what she did the year before. It, it's hard to, in the same way that what we're talking about, to find another level for you. Is there another level for her? And, and if so, what does that look like? Where, do, where does the improvement come?
0: Yeah, I mean. I there is always another level, I think, especially for Monica, even if it's not adding to her point totals or whatnot. I think even just rebounding, and she can score even more there off of offensive rebounds. And I know the coaches have been talking to her about that, even defensive rebounding, but um, I think there's certain things in the summer that she's been working on on her offensive game, whether it's catching at the free-throw line and taking a dribble and being able to score, because she's not really used to putting the ball on the floor, so mm-hmm. um, that's something I've noticed she's trying to add to her game, uh, make her a little more versatile, but yeah, I mean, I think there's totally room for improvement. I think Monica's been been pretty great throughout the summer, so um, I only expect her to have an even better their, year this year. But honestly, none of those stats surprise me because I play with her every single day and I, I see it with my own eyes. So
1: <laughs> that is fair. That is fair.